0: This is Macy Blackwell, and welcome to Doing the Most with Macy Blackwell Podcast. This is episode four, and this week I want to talk about how to do the most when you are a naturally lazy person like myself. So, I didn't upload a podcast last week just because, honestly, I wasn't feeling it, and I didn't have something that I wanted to talk about, like, that bad. So, but now I do. So now I know what I want to talk about. Also, I want to just say that this is my least favorite time of year. And I feel like the worst person ever for saying that, because I know like we should, like I should be excited because it's summer and you know, that's like the hot, nice weather. But for some reason, I swear summer is like my least favorite season. Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't deal with like the extreme heat. And I think it's also because like we stay inside all day in the summer, like, because we don't, like, have a pool or anything like that, so, you know, it's just, like, when it's in the 90s, it's just too hot to even be outside, so we're kind of, like, stuck in the house unless, like, we're invited to someone else's house, and I just feel very uninspired. I think another reason is because what really, like, lights me up inside is being able to, like, decorate my home, and in the summer, I just don't really decorate because I don't love 4th of July decorations for some reason. Like, the red, white, and blue just isn't, it just doesn't go with, like, my home, my home vibe. So, I, like, barely do any 4th of July decorations, and I'm just so ready for summer to kind of, like, wrap up. I hate saying that, but it's true because I just love back to school through Christmas. That is my favorite time of year. I'm so inspired. I'm so excited. I'm just like happy. And I feel like that's a time when I can really get so creative just with like decorating and cooking and just all the fun family feels creating magic. So that's just kind of where I'm at. I'm just kind of like sweating it out, you know, almost July. I will say um, I am excited because this year, we are going to Nashville for the entire 4th of July weekend, so you we're going to leave, like, Friday morning and be there until Monday, which, for some reason, also kind of goes along with the summer being sad for me. Uh, I always get sad on 4th of July. Like, every time I watch fireworks, there's just something about that that makes me, like, makes my heart feel kind of sad. Like... I don't know if it's just, like, a whole other year passing and you're watching the fireworks all over again. Or, I don't know. Like, I just kind of feel sentimental and a little bit sad. And I'm just like, you know, like, this year I'm getting out of town and I'm going to do something else. So, we're going to go down to Nashville. We're taking the kids. My parents are going with us. At first it was just going to be us, like, the four of us. But then my mom, like, wanted to go. And she said, hey, like, if you let us go, we can babysit for you guys and you guys can go out one night. And I was like, okay, I'm sold you can come. So, they will be coming with us. It'll be totally different. We've never taken the kids before to Nashville. We're gonna still try to do some of the same stuff. Like, we're not just doing, like, a total kids trip or anything like that. We just, like, packed activity bags for them and, you know, lots of books and toys and games. So, I'm like, hopefully, even if, you know, we have a long wait at a restaurant, like, they'll have some things to do. And they've never been there before, so hopefully they'll think it's a neat city like we do. We just love it. I love the energy there. It's just so much fun. Everyone's so friendly, and everyone's there to party, so I'm ready. All right, getting into it. So today, when I'm talking about doing the most, I am talking about doing the most as a homemaker. So, I mean, that sounds so old-fashioned, but it's not, like, you know, if you are a wife, if you are a mother, like, you are some kind of a homemaker. Like, you could be working outside of the house, working from home. You could be just, like, I'm not gonna say just, because stay-at-home mom, that's, it is hard. So, you could be a stay-at-home mom, but either way, we're all expected to be some type of a homemaker. And, there's parts of, like, I love the thought of that for myself. Like, I love, like, picturing myself as this, like, you know, awesome housewife, like, keeping everything clean and awesome. But let me tell you, it does not come natural to me, and I struggle so bad, and I used, well, I used to struggle really bad, and I still do, but I struggle with laziness, just, like, physical, not wanting to do it. So, like, I, like, I'm so passionate and love to decorate, and I love to cook, and I love to do the fun stuff, but for me, I hate cleaning. Like, I hate cleaning with a passion. It is so hard for me to get started, Um, and, like, in the beginning of our marriage, like, I swear, like, I would let things get so bad. Like, it would take having family or friends coming over to get me to get my rear end off the couch and off Pinterest and start doing work. So, an example of how, like, my old mindset was, and now I can see how, you know, toxic that was. Um, so, like, we used to live in, like, a duplex when that was Corey's house while we were dating. And then when I got pregnant, we got married. I just moved in to the condo slash duplex with him. And It for me, like, it really never felt like home, and we had, like, Lux was one years old when we were there and stuff, and I was, like, the worst house cleaner or homemaker or whatever, Um, and my mindset was so wrong because I just wanted to get out of that townhouse, and instead of doing the most with what I had at that time, in my head, I thought, well, this isn't my forever home. This isn't my home, so I don't care about it. Like, I'm just going to let it go to crap and go to shambles, and I don't want to keep up on the housework. And I told myself, hey, like, when I have a bigger house and I have a nicer house, I'm going to be better. But that is not true. If you're not doing a good job with what little you have now, then you're not going to do a good job when you have more. And that's, That is in um, the Bible somewhere. See, I'm so bad at quoting scriptures because I don't know, like, the exact numbers and stuff. I should have looked that all up. But it is in the Bible somewhere where it's, like, you know, those who uh, do little with little will do little with much. or I don't know. You know, okay, I, I don't know. But you know, you get the point I'm trying to make. It's something like that. And that really, like, stuck in my mind. And I was just thinking, like, why do... I think I should be blessed with this new house and all this nice stuff if I can't even take care of the, you know, two-bedroom duplex I have now. So I also came to the realization that clutter and dirtiness has a correlation with feeling anxiety, depression, and just feeling scattered and unorganized. Like, some days I would just be so just on edge and just mad for no reason, but really, I think it was because the nest I was living in was in shambles, and it was truly my fault. Like, I, I had time to pick up, and I was choosing the lazy route. I was choosing the instant gratification of scrolling through Pinterest of, you know, laying outside on the back deck when really I should have had my priorities in order to get what I needed to get done around the house. And that, and it doesn't just affect you. It's going to affect your kids. It's going to affect your husband, like your spouse, your boyfriend, partner, whatever. Like when they come home from work, it's, it's not just you that's going to be on edge. They're coming home and they're like, you know, the house is a wreck. What have you been doing all day? Which, you know, really, I know, like, as, like, stay-at-home moms, work-from-home moms, working moms, we are doing stuff all day. But I think it may appear to that, appear to some people, when they do come home and everything is going crazy, they're like, okay, could you have at least, like, ran the dishwasher? And truth be told, for me, yeah. Yeah, I could have, but I was choosing the lazy route. So, I'm telling you kind of this backstory to... Um, Let you know where I started and some things that helped me to be where I am today. So I am nowhere near greatness when it comes to housekeeping today. Like, nowhere near. But I was an F-minus eight years ago and now I'm kind of like a C plus. So like there's been a big improvement there and I think I have a lot of good tips and like mental hacks to really help you like be getting the most out of, you know, your time and your energy and hopefully like create like this happy, you know, safe space for your entire family one of the first things I like to do is really identify my motivation for wanting to be a good homemaker. And um, I mean, overall, I want a happy family life. Like, I want my family to love to be in the space that we're in and spend time together and not let clutter and messiness really contribute to any, you know, unnecessary fights or tension or stress. Like, I just don't even want that to be an issue. Um, and I I want an uncluttered house because I want an uncluttered brain. I can think so much more clearly when I'm not staring at piles of toys and, you know, food on the floor, like, just all kinds, jelly on the walls. Like, I've, I've had it all, and I just know that I can be my best self, uh, once all of that is taken care of first. Um, and something I also love to do, I think I've shared this on stories before, is I like to picture myself as the highest version of myself. So, like, kind of an unrealistic version, but still, it's, like, just the point of it, you know? Like, I like to think of myself and who do I want to be? Like, what would that woman be doing? Would that woman be, like, wasting a bunch of time just scrolling through other people's, like, content on social media? Or would that woman be, like, getting up and getting things done before she has, like, rest time and free time? And I also have, like, some favorite you know, influencers and I, not just fashion influencers, but I also follow, um, like home decor and home pages. And I think that really inspires me too, because I like looking at some of their stories and seeing, you know, how clean everything looks. And that kind of gets my brain ready to go. You could also go to YouTube and there's a lot of, um, clean with me videos from different people. That's all you have to search. And just watching people tidy up, it really gets me in that mood to get going. And I'm also motivated by, like, any kind of holidays or events coming up. Like, if I know I want... I'm excited to decorate for Halloween it's not fun to decorate when you're putting decorations on, like, dirty stuff. (laughs) So, I got to tell myself, like, I want to get everything, you know, super clean so that way I can, like, happily bring in all the new decorations. And then, lastly, with that for the motivation, there's so many Bible verses that talk about this. It's, like, so crazy. Like, you know, the Bible isn't just, like, some ancient, you know, old book that doesn't, isn't relevant anymore. It's so relevant, and, like, it's just freaky how spot-on they are about everything. Um, so let me find, okay, so I really love, like, Proverbs 31. I believe the verses are, uh, 10 through 31, and that's about the Proverbs woman, and I always tell, like, think of that, like, that's kind of one of the versions of the woman I aspire to be is like that Proverbs 31 woman, and you know in the Bible these women, the Proverbs 31 women, woman is hardworking. Like she's bad a. I don't know if you can say that about Bible characters, but you know, she is like, it talks about how, you know, she gets up before the rest of her family, how she's, you know, out there. Like she's always working hard. Like she's, you know, getting clothes for her family. She's preparing meals. She's getting the house clean. Like, and, um, so, and she's like hardworking, she's wise. And it says she does not eat the bread of idleness and idleness means like staying still. Um, and so that one always just convicted me because I was like, man, I'm, like, super flippin' idle, you know? <laughs> like, I was thinking like, there's so many times throughout the day where, like, I'm just sitting there, like, or, or just laying down and, like, yeah, everyone needs a break, but, like, the break shouldn't be 75% of my day. So, um, just trying to be real with myself there and be like, okay, am I eating the bread of idleness? I think I am. All right, let's get up and get moving. And then also, um, so I used to, (laughs) out of my stories, I was like, I think Jesus said this, but it wasn't Jesus. It was Benjamin Franklin. And he had said, don't put off for tomorrow what you could do today. And so I always also think of that in my head because it's really easy to think, oh, I'll get to that thing tomorrow or, oh, I don't feel like it right now. But like, so I always try to double check myself and be like, wait, can I really not get to this today or am I just, like, kind of making excuses? So I always try to think of, you know, Benjamin Franklin and he also really gets me up and moving. So once you really identify your key motivators for doing the things, then I think it's important to put that into action and start to develop habits. Now, with any kind of habits you want to develop – um, it's the hardest part is getting started. It's the hardest, like the first few weeks or whatever are the hardest, and it doesn't come natural, and it's going to be kind of a mental struggle. But over time, you're just going to be doing things without even realizing you're doing them. So I'd say like at first, if you're really just trying to be like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I can do better. I'm going to do my best with my house. I think um devote yourself to just a few things at first. Like don't just cold turkey overwhelm yourself and be like i'm just going to like you know have the place scrubbed from floor to ceiling every single day like that's not realistic for anybody but i think a lot can be said for like decluttering like just taking stuff to goodwill donate it to you know local shelters selling you know items that need to be sold like decluttering so you just have less stuff in general like doing that first I swear, I get so frustrated with the kids' rooms. And there have been multiple instances where I have just taken up five empty trash bags and filled them up with toys. Like, not one regret. the, The kids don't know that stuff's missing. I don't know what's missing. But it's way less, you know, junk off my plate to look at and to clean up. So every once in a while, like, when you're just, you know, padded up to here take a trash bag to that junk drawer to your old pajama drawer that has, you know, ripped and stained clothes in it, your kids' rooms, stuff that is, like, pure trash, just throw it away. Like, don't think, overthink it. Like, because I kind of grew up, uh, like, my mom always has, like, a kind of, always had, like, a scarcity mindset. Like, she, you know, (laughs) would save things forever, like, you know, almost hoarder-like. And, like, that's kind of, how I used to think too. I was like, well, what if I, I'm gonna, what if I need this shirt for a costume party sometime? But it's like, no, like if I haven't worn this in the last six months, year, two years, just pitch it. Or if it's trash, you know, obviously donate it or, you know, give it away if that's, if it's something that someone could use. But if it is trash, stained, tattered, just throw it away. You're not going to need that, you know, quote-unquote painting shirt. You probably won't ever paint in it. So just throw stuff away, just to begin with, just to, you know, get started on the right foot there. And so next I want to say, you do not have to actually clean, like deep clean every single day. That, I mean, if you do and you love it, that is great, but I just do not think that is necessary to, you know, live a happy home life. I think, yeah, you need your deep cleaning days every so often, but I think the most important thing, like, the main priority here is just getting the things done that need to be done, like dishes and laundry, and then just generally tidying up. I think that makes the biggest difference even more than actually cleaning, just having things tidy and not a lot of things cluttered and out where you can see them. So something that I do that's kind of different from what advice I usually hear, but it works for me. So like it's going to work. Every family is different and you kind of have to do what works for you and what you know you're able to do. So with the laundry, I've always been told do one load of laundry a day. Well, you know, that didn't work for me because I would start a load of laundry a day and you know where that ended up? That ended up wet in the washer for three days, and then the stuff molds. So, like, after doing that for years, I'm like, you know, this isn't the best, this isn't the best system for me personally. So, I've just decided to do laundry, to do clothes laundry, because that's what I hate the most, once a week. And when I say I'm going to do laundry once a week, that is laundry to completion. That is not, you know, dryer to the floor, you know, or piled up and then left. I will wash it, put it in the dryer, fold everything and make sure every single thing is hung up in its right spot. And that takes hours. Like it is tedious especially when you have little kids, you know, finding all the tiny socks and the underwear and just doing everyone's stuff. It does take a long time, but I would rather do spend a full day doing a couple loads of laundry and getting everything hung up than having that always just on my plate every day. And because it really stressed me out to have wet laundry left in the washer or clean laundry, but all wrinkled in a heap on the floor because, you know, Corey wanted to work, wash his work clothes and then it's all, you know, overlapping and then it's a huge mess and stressful. So I thought, you know, one day a work when Corey's working late or one day a week when like Corey's working late or overnight at the fire station, that's the day when I'm just, you know, in my scrubby clothes and I turn on my podcast I like to listen to. And that's just like my time just to do the laundry and get it done. So then also towels and we do towels once a week and sheets once a week, but that doesn't bother me as much. I think the clothes are just most tedious and they go up in people's closets. It's just harder work, <laughs> but the towels and sheets, those are pretty easy. So I will throw a load of them each in a week too. All right, and then keeping up on dishes. So this is something that I probably you know do ninety percent of the time. Um, sometimes, like if like when I cook dinner, Corey will um, like wash the dishes, and that's so helpful. Like I I love that, but I can't always count on that, and I try not to always like put that pressure on him. I know like he works really hard and has long days, so you know I want that I try to have the dishes be my, my main priority. And if I see that they need done, I do them. So that's something I probably try to do every day. Um, like just unload the clean dishes and then reload the dirty dishes. I hate having dirty dishes in the sink. It just mentally bugs me. So that's just another thing that I like to have done. And then I make dinner most nights. So, you know, as you know, now that I, I stayed home this whole time and my main job is, like, feeding the family and that's a really important decor. I think that's, like, his top three, you know, non-negotiables for a wife. Like, he um, wants to be fed and he wants to be fed by the time he comes home. Like, he doesn't want to have to wait for it. He likes it on the table when he gets home and he's the sweetest guy. Like, that's, I swear he's not, like, demanding but, you know, that's just part of, like, what I had said on the, you know, marriage episode is, you know, find the top few things that your partner really wants from you and do your best to, um, be able to meet those needs. And so that's something that's important to him is having food when he gets home. So that's something I always try to do. Like when he gets home from work, I try to have like a meal he likes made. And then the nights that he, you know, works late, isn't going to be with us for dinner or whatever. Then those are our fend for ourselves nights where, you know, I still make food for my family, but, you know, it's just me and the girls, and we will have sandwiches. We will have cereal. We'll have breakfast for dinner, like, make pancakes and eggs and bacon. Like, we'll just kind of do something really low-key, and I love those nights because that helps me kind of gear up for, like, those bigger meals, and, um, Yeah, so dinner is something I really try to have done to go along with my other homemaking duties. So if you can identify, like, your top few things that you really think will make the biggest impact for you to feel like your house is um, put together, um, just really focus on those and start trying to do those consistently. And that's how you develop a habit. Like, it'll it'll start to become second nature to you. You're not going to have, like, this huge internal battle of, like, oh, like, should I do it or can I, can it wait another day? Like, you're just going to be doing it without that struggle and without even thinking about it too much. So now that, you know, we've built some good healthy habits, then comes, like, the discipline with it because, motivation only lasts so long and then you're going to be like not feeling it anymore. Same thing with, you know, working out and eating healthy. You know, you're not always going to be feeling it. But you know, with your house and when you're the, you know, primary homemaker of the family, you really can't let it get that bad. I mean, you know, your husband and your kids, like everyone is counting on you to you know, keep the ball rolling with it, and so, uh, like, there, you really don't get a ton of grace there, like, uh, for some reason, I just, I know the word grace is, like, biblical in certain, um, like, in certain instances, but I feel like that's been, like, a buzzword lately, and I feel like sometimes people uh, use the word grace it, like, just kind of as an excuse. Now, and that's fine if anyone disagrees with me, but for myself personally, just, like, the, you know, the whole bless-this-mess culture, uh, for me, I just don't think that really helps anyone. Like, yeah, we have our... We're all going to have our bad days. So, like, I've, I still have days where I will be walking through the living room and I'll see a crushed blueberry on the floor and I just mentally don't have the energy to pick it up right then. I'll walk right by it. I mean, you know, that does happen. So I'm not saying, but I just don't think we should live in a state of bless this mess and live in the state of just throwing out the word grace as an excuse for not uh, being a hard worker and to just, ex- just excuse like laziness. And I'm talking to myself here, because like I said, I'm a lazy person, so I just have to have this inner dialogue with myself to really make sure I'm doing the best I can. So the hardest part for me is really getting started. So once I've mentally told myself, nope, we're doing this today, today's laundry day, we're doing it, then once I've gotten a couple minutes into it, then it kind of comes easy. But just like that getting started part is the hardest. Um, Just start moving and then don't stop. And then half the time you're going to be just so with the flow that you'll end up doing extra things just because you'll see one thing and then you'll start doing that and then that and then you'll have way more accomplished than you even originally set out to accomplish. And another thing is get the kids involved. I don't think, and I'm sure I'm not tough enough on my kids with this, but I think any more kids don't have any responsibilities or chores in the house and, I mean, not only is that hurting them because, you know, they're going to have a rude awakening when they grow up and mom and dad aren't there to, you know, clean their house and scrub their toilets anymore, but, I mean, it, it helps you. Like, it's helping you out, like, on a selfish level. So, I think just having just a set of standards for your children to go by, like, I think my girls, for the most part, they know that, you know, if they bring their toys down to the living room and they play with them, once we're done, they take them back up. And so, like, they know that's expected of them, and they know, you know, when they take off their dirty clothes, they don't, they can't just leave them in the floor. They know it's their job to take them up to the laundry. So, like, age-appropriate chores, I think, help you, and they also help your kids, you know, get respons- get more responsible and, like, build their character too. And let's talk about husbands. I don't want to, you know, air all my dirty laundry here, but it can be hard. Like, I've joked about this before, how it's, like, you have a laundry basket, but the husbands, they throw it right by the laundry basket. Or There's been times where, like, I came, went downstairs, and the trash can's right there, but Corey's, like, throwing a granola bar wrapper just on the floor. It's, like, by the trash can. And so sometimes, like, I don't understand it, um, but so, like, if you can, you know, try to have those calm conversations with your husband, like, hey, like, it would really, really help me out. I would really appreciate it, like, you know, if you could get that laundry in the basket or if you could just get that trash to the trash can. So, like, overall, like, in the home, I do the most of the housework because I do stay at home, and I think that's, you know, fair, and that's going to be different and look different for every single family, but for us, that's kind of what happens. But I do appreciate it, him when he does um, do some things. So, like, for his his kind of around-the-house jobs are he mows the lawn and he takes out the trash. And, like, you, normally the garage is kind of his thing. So, like, it's usually up to him to, you know, take care of the garage. Because normally that's where, like, his work stuff is, his boots, his lawn stuff. So, you know, if... And I just, you know pray to Jesus every day that he can, you know, get his clothes picked up. And if he does, then I'm happy. So I'm just like, he kind of has like the minimum there to do with the house. But if he does that, then I'm like, you know, I stay home and I can handle the rest of it. And I can do that to the best of my ability. And let me just brag on my husband for a second because he's listening. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but he really is listening. But I do want to say he does work two jobs. And he does work super, super hard. So, instead of barking at him, the minute he walks in the door about, hey, like, you didn't take that trash out, I try to save that. You know, like, let him have, the like, his dinner that I fixed, let him take a shower, give him some time to check his phone, and then maybe be like, hey, you know, then maybe bring it up. So, like, I try to really, if there's something that I feel like really needs to be done on his end I will definitely I think it's best for everyone if you just kind of let them like cool off and relax for a little bit before you come at it with any you know request and then the way you ask is everything and then after they do it I think praising them is helps so much just be maybe not praising but you know what I'm saying just being like thank you so much I really appreciated it you know couldn't have done it without you. You know, I think everyone kind of likes to feel appreciated and not feel like what they're doing for the family is going unnoticed. So I think that goes really far with, you know, the husbands, and I think they're more likely to, you know, keep up on things if you give them that positive reinforcement. Some of the last couple points I want to make about this are um, basically the time management skills needed to complete the most out of every day. So, let's talk about some time wasters, because it always seems like there's not enough hours in the day, but talking to myself here, I've got to do, like, a self-audit of how I'm spending my time, because lying to myself does nothing for myself. Like, I've got to get honest and be like, how much time Am I really wasting? So, scroll, we all know it. Scrolling social media is a huge time waster, but it is also, it could be a great thing. It could also be where you're getting ideas for your family, where you're getting inspiration, where, you know, going to pages that do make you feel good and inspired and give you good ideas. So, it can be good, but I think just being aware of the time that you're doing it and I think if you want to just have mindless scroll time, I think you kind of need to give yourself a limit on that. So, like, for me, I really don't consume hardly anyone else's content on social media. And I just found that that was saving me a lot of time. And not only that, I felt, like, mentally more healthy as a person Because, obviously, like, I want to see the people I like on social media and the people that make me feel good and my family and, like, my friends. I, like, so I'll look what, like, you know, all of those people are posting, but then after that, you almost kind of have to just, like, set your phone down and go in a different room because the worst thing is when you go down a rabbit hole, like, when you're, Look at someone's profile, and then you're scrolling down, and oh, like, well, who's this person that's in the photos? And then you see their picture, and then you're tag, you know, you're looking at who their husband is and who the husband's friend. Like, you know, it gets to be a huge rabbit hole. And then before you know it, you blew two hours, and you like just feel like crap about yourself because you, you know, seen everyone's private jet and yacht pictures from their vacation. And you're just like, okay, well, now I'm just sitting here, and my house is a mess. So I think, you know, any kind of social media time, you just kind of want to check in with yourself and make sure you've kind of gotten the main priorities of your day done first before you kind of just start looking at funny videos on TikTok. So that's something I have to tell myself, which is really hard for me since that's, you know, being on social media and doing that is, you know, my job now. So I just try to make sure I'm getting on there and I'm posting what I wanted to post and I'm you know, videoing the content I want to video or taking the photos I want to take, talking to my friends online, and once I kind of do all that, I might check what my mom and sister are doing that day, and then I get off, and then I go ahead and, you know, do stuff around the house or play with the kids, and, like, we move on with the day. So, if you're someone who likes to talk on the phone, then phone calls could be a huge time waster. So, I hate to talk on the phone. Like, I, I will only talk on the phone to my sister, my mom, and Corey. I swear, like, those are the only people that I don't feel nervous to talk on the phone with for some reason. Maybe it's just our generation, but, oh, it's just so uncomfortable. Like, I, I can't even call the flippin', you know, to-go restaurants because I just hate talking on the phone. So, with that said, though, I do waste a ton of time on the phone with my sister and my mom. And, um, or I could waste a ton of time on the phone with them. Sometimes the conversations between me and my sister, they'll go two hours. And I think that's fine to a certain extent, but just make sure you're do- doing something during those two hours. So, those two hours, I don't want to just be, like, laying down on the couch just talking. Like, if I'm going to talk, I know I'm wanting to, like, you know, hear her out about something going on in her life. I know that I'm going to be sitting there, you know, unloading my dishwasher while I'm the, on the phone with her or folding a stack of laundry. You know, I'm just going to make sure I'm going to multitask when I'm spending time on the phone just, you know, shooting the breeze. And then um, sometimes I waste a ton of time by just sitting there. Like, I've, do you ever feel so overwhelmed just by, like, all you have to do that you just can't move? Like, you just feel, like, paralyzed and you're just, like, so much to do, but I'm just going to sit here because, like, just my brain's spinning. Like, I feel like that a lot. So, that's just, I think you got to just identify when that's happening. Like, why am I not jumping into action? I think you just got to jump into action when you feel like yourself just being idle like that. One of the best tips I can give you just about this or about anything is, is the planning aspect of everything? And I'm gonna go, I'd like to do a separate episode just all about my planner and how I like organize, you know, bills, menu, activity, little things, you know, active family fun, just all of that. I'm gonna go into that in a different episode, but for just a short version of today's, for today, just the whole day should have an outline. So you need a planner. I'm a pen and paper person. I don't like the planners on my phone. It's just not the same. I like to write it out. When I write stuff out, it just, you know, marinates in my brain and I can just picture the pages of my planner and I can remember everything. So your whole day should have an outline. And write the big things, but also write the little things. And that helps me mentally stay on task all day and prioritize your, the hardest task, or, what you're least excited about. Because if you put off like a big project till the end of the day, you're gonna be dreading that and it's kind of gonna run your whole day. So, and your brain's not gonna be as fresh. So, like, when I know they're like, I have a deadline to meet and I've got to, you know, write a post for some, some, you know, brand or something that I wanna do a good job on. And like, I will do that first thing. I will wake up, have my coffee, and I'm like, all right, I've gotta, you know, have my freshest brain right now to write this out. So, like, that will be my first priority. Like, the things that absolutely have to get done, get those done first, check those off, and then you can, you know, have a little bit more freedom with just, like, leisurely activities and, you know, chill time. So, I will write down even the little things. Like, I'll put wash sheets and then make the bed. And that holds me accountable. The fact that I wrote that down, even the smallest stuff, because during that day, I'm going to know I wrote that down and I'm going to go and do it because I don't want to check my planner the next day and see that I didn't check that off. Like, I don't feel like feeling like I didn't accomplish what I said I'm going to accomplish. Like, I kind of have, like, I'm committed to being honest with myself about stuff. So, that does keep me accountable to write down every single little thing that I want to do that day, big and small. And, I can just honestly tell you I rarely have to roll anything over to the next day because I'll plan out every single thing for a certain time, and I feel like that's the most efficient way to get what you want to get done done. All right, the last thing I just want to share is just a way that I've made my least favorite tasks enjoyable, and that was getting into podcasts and, getting into just listening to more music (laughs) because I hate doing those chores. I just feel like it's so boring. But when I'm listening to podcasts, I actually have like retrained my brain to enjoy that time. So laundry is probably my least favorite thing. But now I think, okay, it's laundry day, and so there's this, you know, there's two podcast episodes that I'm really excited to listen to, and I save those episodes for laundry day. So that kind of makes me excited, and I'm listening to those episodes, and, you know, I'm gaining whatever knowledge or entertainment was in that episode, and then before I know it, I've got all this work done. And it wasn't like I was sitting there just hating my life the whole time. So I really think that could help you if you find some podcasts you're interested in, um, they could be, you know, entertainment, funny, or like, you know, like a learning educational one. Either way, just kind of distracting your brain while you're, you're physically having to go through the motions. I think that's really, really helpful. And then, um, so yeah, I think that's wrapping up today's episode. I hope that was helpful. Um, and I do appreciate all your guys' reviews. Like, they seriously make my day. I love reading through them and I swear I have, like, the best friends ever, and if you, uh, like this episode or found it helpful, if you just screenshot you listening to it and tag me in your Instagram stories, I will always repost that, and that helps me a lot because, you know, that'll help other people possibly listen to the episode and get something from it, too, so thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a good week.